0: We are on Xubis Lameda thirty B one in the Archscroll Gemara. Uh, the Gemara is trying to find the source for the uh, position of R. Nechunya ben Hakana. We had R. Nechunya ben Hakana in the last class. He was of the opinion that not only do we apply the concept of Kimlei B'Drabi mine, that when we have two punishments to give, that we give the uh, more stringent punishment not only does that apply in the uh, classic case of where one of the punishments is uh, a, a death penalty by the court and the other one is an obligation to pay money but it also applies in another case in a case where there is charis charis is an early death um, by Hashem let's say under 60 um, and it's an early death and together with a uh, payment that a person would have to pay money. So in such a case, uh, there would also be an exemption to pay the money. Not only is it in case of the first case where there's an exemption to pay money, but also in the case of Kari's. And the Gemara wanted to know, what is the source for the position of Rabbi Nechani ben Akana? And so we mentioned that this is an argument, this is a dispute between Baye and Rava. Baye is what we discussed in the last class. Abaye said that the source comes from Ason, the word Ason uh, which is in the context of uh, causing a death in a situation where a person causes a death to a woman who is pregnant and then uh, the fetus also dies that there's an exemption from paying uh, for the loss of the fetus, a monetary value of the loss of the fetus because one is obligated to um, to the death penalty for killing the mother uh, so that word ason is used there shouldn't be a death and that word death is also we find by Yaakov in the context of Bide Adam that uh, sorry Bide Shemaim, where it's uh, a punishment by Shemaim by Hashem, not by the court, which is referring to Kares. Well, the connection is referring to Kares, so that Kares also, if one of the punishments is Kares, there would also be an exemption from the monetary obligation. So that's all the position of abai Rava now has a different source. Says, Rava says, Rav Amar. we're on the bottom of the first column on 30B1. The reason for comes from here, comes from the following verse, which is found in the Pasuk, which is found in Sefer Vayikra. If the people, they sort of ignore, they avert their eyes, when the person who gives his child to Molech, he 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 uh, he gives his child over to an idol worship, and his child dies, he's obligated to have the death penalty. If people ignore this, then I says Hashem, I will concentrate my attention upon him and upon his family, and I shall cut him off. So Hashem is saying that if they do not impose, if the court does not impose their punishment, so then I will punish him with, i.e., with karis. He will have an early, early death. Amr Torah, the Torah now basically says, this is what Rav is saying, there's an equation. And saying the death penalty and karis, karis is an early death by Hashem, are equated. Karis shalim and misa That my karis, my Hashem's karis, the punishment of karis, is just like your death penalty. Ma misa patrim patrimonatash lumen, av karis shalim patrimonatash lumen. Just like the death penalty. When, it is, when there's an action done that causes the death penalty and uh, a monetary obligation, there's an exemption from the monetary obligation. Kim we establish the more stringent punishment. So too, when it comes to kares, there is an exemption from payment. Uh, when the two punishments, one is kares and one is a monetary obligation, there's an exemption from, uh, from the monetary obligation. That is the position of Rabbah. The Gemara wants to know what's the difference practically. What's the difference between Abaye and Rava? They have different sources. Abaye comes from the uh, the word ason. The word ason means that there there uh, only when there wasn't a death, meaning not just a death penalty but also kares. That's when there's a monetary application. Implication being, but if there was a death, whether it's the death penalty by the court or whether it's kares, there will not not be a monetary obligation. Rava is coming from the connection between kares and Misa, which is found in the Pasuk. What's the difference? Is there any practical difference between the two? Ma'i ben Rava Labai? Gemara says there is. Ikebein Ayu. There is a practical difference. Zar uh, truma. Essentially, the Gemara is giving one case, one example, but it's really referring to any case which is Misa bidei which is different than kares. Kares is an early death. Misa bidei is death. There are 36 cases of kares. We know that there are thirty-six different cases of karis. There are eleven cases, which we refer to as misa b'deshemaim. Misa Bide means also death by shemaim, by the by the heavens. Well, what's the difference between the two? It could be that it's under the age of fifty instead of under the age of sixty. There could be also other differences with regards to the children. Karis is being completely cut off. There are eleven cases of misa Bide uh, All eleven cases, they have to do with either truma or. Tumah and Tahra, purity and impurity, uh, with regards to also with uh, different laws with regards to the base hamigdash. They're limited to specifically those types of cases of truma and the base hamigdash going into the base hamigdash improperly. Kares is uh, could be there's thirty six cases of kares. It could be uh, certain relationships which are forbidden, other cases as well. So, what would happen if one of the punishments is not kares but it's misa bideshimaim? It's a death by the heaven by Hashem, different than kares. So let's say under the age of fifty instead of under the age of sixty. So one example of that is zar she'achol truma. What happens if you have the following case? A non Cohen, a non Cohen eats truma. If a non Cohen eats truma, so then they are obligated. They get the, this death, this form of the death at the hands of the, of, of shemayim for eating the truma. They're not a, a non Cohen is not allowed to eat truma. But in addition to that, they are also destroying the property of a Kohen. They are stealing and destroying the property of a Kohen. So that's a monetary obligation. So we have two things happening at the same exact time. There's the death penalty plus a monetary obligation to the Kohen. So then what would happen in that case? The Gemara says, that's just one example, but the Gemara says, according to Abaye, would apply. The concept of only giving the more stringent punishment would apply. Why? Because it's the connection of the word ason. Ason means any punishment from Hashem is included in Kimle But Here there's a punishment from Hashem, so Kimle would apply. However, according to Rava, Rava would say Kimle doesn't apply. Why? Because Rava's pasuk, Rava's verse, mentions specifically kares. It's specifically with regards to kares, the more severe form of a punishment of kares. Because kares is an early death plus the children... Uh, will be affected by it as well. So uh Rava says is limited to, to Khareis. But if it was a case of Misa where it's death, an early death by Shemaim, that might not have Kimlibaz Rabine, that wouldn't have Kimlibaz Rabimine. So that would be a difference between the two. Um, so the Gemara now says, well wait a minute, the case we just gave, the point of the case that we gave is because that's an example of Misa of death by Hashem, which is different than Kharis. Uh, but the Gemara says, "Wait a minute, slow down. Is it really? Are you really? Uh, do we really view this as um, two things, hap, two results happening with the same action of stealing and of the death penalty when a non-Kohen eats truma? Truma is the special food that's given to the Kohanim. Is it really true that uh, this would be viewed as two act, two results from one action?" The Gemara says, "Would buy really apply the principle of Kimle Bedravene to say?" that there's a monetary exemption, but didn't Rav Chista say, Rav Chista said that Rav Chista agrees, agrees, in the following case, what happens if you have the following case, where a person steals chilev, chilev are forbidden fats, they steal the chilev that belongs to his friend, and they eat it, that they are chilev, they are obligated to pay, monetary obligation after stealing. Why? Explains Akana, explains Chista, Because it did not happen at the same exact time. Kodem Shabbat That what happens if you have to zoom in on the time a person steals and then they eat the Khalif, the forbidden vats. So that doesn't happen at the exact same time. In order for us to apply the principle of Kim very important point, it has to be one action with two results. A more stringent result either of the death penalty by the court, or kares, according to M'nechana B'nechana, or potentially even an early death by Shemaim, which would be different than kares. But it has to happen at the exact same time as the monetary ob- obligation to exempt you from the monetary obligation. Over here, you steal. That's one action. You later eat what you stole, the chaylev. That's happening at two separate times, and therefore there wouldn't, will not be an exemption. Alma, demi'idna da bay kanya. At the moment that he lifted up the Khelev with intention to steal, that's when he acquired it. That's when he stole it. So he stole it. He's not chayev. He's not obligated with death until he actually eats it. So then here too, says the gemara, the moment that he lifted up the truma, that's when he stole it. That's when he's obligated to pay. He's only gets the death penalty for eating Truma when he eats it. Those are two separate times. That's happening two separate times. So the Gemara wants to know, what's the case where it's happening all at the same time? Where we view it all at the same time. That the moment that you're eating it, thereby being obligated in in the death in an early death, in Misa Bidei Shemaim, that happens at the exact same time where that's the moment where you are obligated to pay the Kohen. So the Gemara will have a few answers. We'll have three answers, but the first answer is, We'll take time to figure out what exactly is it referring to. But the first answer that the Gemara says, We're dealing with a case where he didn't pick it up. His friend picked it up and he shoved the truma into the mouth of his friend. So at the moment that he's eating it, so he's obligated the death penalty, and that's the moment where he steals it because it's being shoved into his mouth. So the Gemara then asks, Wait a minute slow down let's zoom in on this action as well he puts it into his mouth so he acquires the stolen property as he's chewing he's chewing it he is not obligated to the death penalty of eating Truma until he swallows it he first has to swallow it so if we zoom in on the action there's really two different actions taking place it's not one action with two punishments it's two different actions it's the chewing. And then the swallowing, when he chews it, that's when he acquires it. When he swallows, that's when he's uh, obligated in an early death. So my answer is, wait, no, we have to really explain it. The cases where his fellow put it directly into his mouth without having to swallow it. He put it directly into his mouth. Now, when he puts it directly into his mouth, he's actually not obligated in your classic um, understanding of stealing. This is not really stealing. He didn't do any action. The friend shoved it into his, into his throat. Uh, so he's not obligated in stealing, but he's obligated to pay for the benefit that he received. So he would have to pay for the benefit that he received, even though um, he, he didn't. He wasn't the one who stole it. The, to pay for that benefit that he received happens at the same time as being obligated in, de- in an early death because he's eating truma, which is for the Kohen and not for this non-Kohen who's eating it. So he should be exempt, he should be exempt from paying for the benefit, not necessarily for the whole thing, but from the benefit that he received. But the Gemara again wants to know, Hey, what exactly is the case? If he's able to bring it back up from his throat in its full form, he should do that. So if he could bring it back up, at the moment that he decides not to bring it back up, that's when the monetary obligation kicks in. And only later, again, we're zooming in, only later, it could be a split second later, but only later uh, does their obligation to uh, to, the, to an early death kick in because there's a moment where he could spit it back up until he actually fully swallows it. At that moment, if he doesn't uh, push it back out, so then he's obligated in the monetary obligations. He's only obligated in the death penalty, in early, not, not a court death penalty, but by God, an early death the moment that he swallows it. That's two different time periods. But if he cannot uh, spit it back up, so then I'm my If he cannot spit it back up, so then why is he obligated in the death penalty? By God. It wasn't him. It was his friend. His friend shoved it down his throat. He has no ability to spit it back up. So he has to swallow the whole thing. So why is it... It's not in his control. It's not in his control in terms perhaps... In terms of the monetary obligation, it's certainly not in control in terms of, this is what Rashi says, it's not in his control in terms of the um, in terms of the uh, early death. His friend shoved down his throat to the point where he cannot spit it back up. So why is he held accountable? He shouldn't even receive the death penalty. So the answer is, No, the case is where uh, he could spit it back up with difficulty. What does this mean? Rashi explains that it's to the point where he could spit it back up with difficulty and when he spits it back up it won't be in its original form it won't be in its original form it'll be it'll be ruined and so it's not stealing because he wasn't the one who stole but he does get benefit we still view it as though he got benefit he he chose to get benefit from it because he could have he could have had it, taken it out he could have spit it up and not get benefit he chose to get benefit. At that moment, says the Gemara, that he got benefit. So then he has a monetary obligation to pay for that benefit because he could have not received benefit and he could spit it up without getting the benefit. He chose to get benefit. At that very moment, that's also the same time where we view that's the completion of the eating where at that very moment, he's also obligated in an early death by Shemaim, uh, by by, by Hashem. And so that happens at the exact same time and so it's not stealing per se, but it's the obligation to pay for the benefit. Okay, so that's all answer number one. That's a long way of getting to answer number one. Answer number two. What's the case where it happens all at the same time? Rapapa Amar? K'gong sh'tochov lo mashkin truma ala Very easier case. We're not dealing with solids. Rapapa says we're dealing with liquids. And he put into his mouth a liquid of truma the friend put into his mouth. And so therefore, there, a person is choosing on his own to steal and it's swallowing it all at the same time. And so then, everything takes place at the same time, and so therefore Kim Leib the and will kick in, and there is no monetary obligation. Here, too, Rashi explains that we're not dealing with actual stealing, we're just dealing with the benefit that he receives, that he got benefit from, uh, from, from drinking this and uh, it going into his body for nourishment. Uh, so he receives benefit for it, and that happens at the exact same time that we view it as completion of the, of the eating. Finally, the last answer is Ravashi Interesting answer here. Truma We're discussing a Zari, a non-Kohen, who let's say the Kohen gave him Truma. So he gave him Truma. So the monetary obligation is not because he's stealing from the Kohen. The Kohen gave it to him as a gift. But he's still not allowed to eat it. That's, that's a, an early death. And so he eats his own Truma. He's eating his own Truma. Ah, so then what's the monetary obligation? The point is that at the very same time that he's eating Truma, he's doing something else entirely different. He's doing the Kareh of Shel He's, at the same time, he's tearing his friend's clothing. So he's, at the very, at the very moment that he's eating this, uh, so he's, he's eating something which is Truma as a non-Kohen, so he gets an early death. At the very same time, he's doing a totally different action of ruining somebody else's clothing. He's ruining somebody else's clothing. And, and so it's a very interesting case because it's two totally separate actions. But we'll still apply the principle of Kim Leib Minay. It's happening at the same time. There's the early death from the Truma. There's the action that he's doing at the very same time of destroying somebody else's clothing, and so he's exempt from paying, even though it's uh, not really connected. We say that there's still an exemption from paying, and that is the third approach. So just to conclude, uh, we discussed uh, in this class the position of Rava, with the sources from Nachman and Akana to include Kares. That if there's Kares um together with a monetary obligation so then if happens at the same time there's an exemption what's the source for this ravi gave a different source the gemara wanted to know what's the difference between rav and abaye and so the gemara gave an example of misa Bide shemaim would be a practical difference the case was a non-kohen eating truma that's not his so the first two answers about how it happens simultaneously is a case where a friend somehow puts it into his mouth whether it's a solid or a liquid the last answer is saying that no The monetary obligation is not from stealing from the Kohen. It's because at the very moment that he's eating it, eating something which is his because a Kohen gave it to him as a gift, at that very same moment he's also um, damaging and destroying somebody else's clothing. And there would be an exemption there because it's happening at the same time. I'll apply the principle of Kimle, Bidrabimine. Okay, this concludes Daph Laman. we will continue with Daph Laman Aleph in next week's recording.